Hello, Malcolm. Hello, Simone. It's wonderful to be here with you today. What are we talking about? We are talking about Reddit, which is one of our favorite places on the internet, even when it hates us. Right? Oh, no. Is this going to be one of those ones where you read mean things to me and I have to react? I would love that. Honestly, <laughs> sometimes people ping our accounts because they know us, like they know who we are on Reddit. And so I'll get a little email notification. And then there's some really long thread that talks about how we're terrible people. Well, but, I love that. that. No, that's great. Yeah, I, mean, I personally really enjoy seeing people get roasted online, but I also wonder what those people think about their comments about them. And so I think we're only doing the internet a service by offering our thoughts to those who might care <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, I I always want to do one of those those bane things when people are like, oh, people are making fun of you online. Like, are you scared? And it's like, I I you know, I was born in the darkness. You know, <laughs> I was born in the cringe. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I I proposed to her on Reddit with like bronies and stuff. I love people are like, they think we have this like elite self-image or something. It's like we have been unapologetically nerdy from day one. I <laughs> do not know where anyone started calling us elite. Elite yeah. gamers, maybe, as I say, but I don't think that. Yeah. All right. So let's go over these Reddit threads. Well, and it's so context. The Reddit thread that we're going over is one that posted a... Or show them a picture. You can see what Yeah. So someone posted a screenshot of, I think, a tweet about us and specifically a Telegraph article um, that framed us as the elite couples breeding to save mankind, which is how the Telegraph chose to frame our pronatalist advocacy. And I think what really got people about that is, by the way, this is their words, not ours. It's not like we show up and like talk to journalists about our pronatalist advocacy and we're like, well, we'll only speak to you if you frame us as elites and breeders. As, as elite, as an elite couple. As, as elite breeders, I think that we care about pronatalism because we think our genes are superior to everyone else's. It, like, what? That's what <laughs> people want to hear, right? They don't, they don't want to actually engage with any of the ideas because they may have to change their views on the world. So oh, God forbid. Yes. So anyway, no, so somebody, let's go, let's go. somebody tweeted, somebody tweeted this. Uh, they posted an image of someone saying, I'm honestly struggling to come up with a joke about this. I'm just super confused. What makes them elite? The fact that they look like nearsighted parsnips? What am I missing here? The first comment is, how are they elite? And yet they both look 14 and 40 at the same time, which is, I guess, both a, a compliment. And... We are around 40, so. <sighs> well, to me, it's, it's kind of an insult, right? Because I identify as a 62-year-old woman and, you know, they're off by like, you know, quite quite a few years. But I, That one's not biting enough. Let's keep going. Hmm. Well, they say it's all in our clothes that, that we, we dress old and, and therefore, but I think it's because you have a baby face that you look young. Um, I don't think I have a baby face. I have a youthful face. A youthful, okay. A, youthful, okay. a baby you know. face should have a bunch of fat on it, okay? I have, oh. I have a, a teenager face. You have a teenager face. <laughs> you have a youthful spring in your step. I think it's low amounts of, you know, if, if, if you Well, that's someone says here too, that yeah. we haven't had enough stress in our life to display as grown up as most people perceive it. So our phenotype will continue to stay as it is. 
I actually say, think that's true. I, I think that stress ages people. And I think that you sort of get a certain number of units of stress in your life as opposed to years of age. So mm. agree with that comment a hundred percent. Agree. Yeah. They say I, you either. It's not that we haven't had stressful things happen to us. Like Simone knows my origin story. Like I, I've had a, both of us have had very stressful lives. The answer is whether or not you allow the stress to eat at you or whether or not you choose just to not feel it and, and just move on with things. Well, they say we're either the most chill and laid back people ever or so incredibly privileged we can't even imagine. They 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 have a guess, of course, that we are so privileged and out of touch that we would never show age because like vampires who feast on the blood of of the weak, we benefit from, you know, I don't know, the 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 disempowered. More people emphasize that we're we look like we're in our mid-20s, but we dress like boomers. And some people think that we are trying to use the fact that we like having sex to justify, like, I guess that we are pronatalists because we need a reason to look intelligent for liking sex enough to have a lot of kids. You read the comment? Yeah, they're breeding to save mankind. We all know what kind they are. Dudes, it's okay to admit you like orgasms. No need to bring it to the future of the human race. Hopefully that's the weirdest thing I will write all day. Okay, well, so this is really interesting for two fronts. One is this whole idea of kind. Like our whole organization, (laughs) everything we focus on is on preserving human diversity. I know that people like us are going to be okay. Because we'll make sure they're okay with our own breeding efforts. The only reason we're public about this is because we want people not like us to also exist in the future. You know, as we often say, if we have just eight kids, which we're definitely going to have, and they have eight kids, and you do that for just 11 generations, or we will unless something goes majorly wrong, you know, that's more descendants to live on Earth today. I'm not worried about people like us. In terms of the second point there, which I find really interesting, because it's something we get all the time, is people being like, you have a breeding fetish. Our kids are produced through IVF, so... That's nonsensical, but it's, I think, a sign as to how depraved our society has become through this sort of ideological mind virus that has infected, you know, urban populations in our society and and the universities of our society, progressivism more broadly, but there's a specific brand of it that's really just like this virus that eats the way people see the world so they're no longer able to consider other ideas and they are not able to imagine a reason for a person to do something outside of sexual gratification or it being a portion of their sexual or gender identity to the extent that they're not able to imagine why we would ideologically be interested in continuing the human race. Well, one person I would say has taken both of those arguments that that you've made or both of those concepts, but like also completely misinterpreted them. So this person says... These two are specifically convinced that it's their responsibility to populate the world with their very special genes. And they have plans, and I think either contracts or pledges, demanded that each of their descendants have at least eight kids for the next 11 generations. I honestly would not be surprised to discover they'd never had sex and did it all through IVF. Well... We did do it all through IVF, so they are very right. We do not have any sort of contract or pledge like that or anything. It's more just, I, I think if you look at the, the the groups that are high fertility in the face of prosperity, they are often groups with distinct and defined cultures. 
which we have. I mean, that's what makes us cringe because we're different from mainstream society. We go against that. And in addition to that, that they are able to pitch to their kids that the way that their culture is different, one of which for us is having a lot of kids, is a better way to be than what the sort of mainstream social pressures are selling you. And if we can't make that pitch, then our kids will go off with regular society or they'll try to outdo us by creating something better. Both of which are things we encourage. You know, you get 18 years to make a pitch to your kids to follow in your cultural footsteps or that the way that you're doing things is a good way to do things. If you fail to make that pitch, then your kids should be doing something different. Unless they've been in some way, you know, converted using shady tactics, <laughs> like bullying or threats or like you can't get a job unless you publicly express these views or stuff like that. I mean, that's the way that much of the world used to deconvert Jewish populations, which is why like the crypto Jews were the only rural Jews to exist in like Spain and stuff like that. It's, it's very effective when you tell someone, oh, you can't get a job if you hold a specific, you know, belief system or... You can't you side know, note though, crypto Jews needs to be like a new, like, sorry, we, I just, no, I know, I know, no, but like, uneducated not, people might think we mean Jews who are into crypto. I know. Uh, crypto Jews was a faction of Jews. It was a rural population of Jews that lived in Spain during like the 1800s and a portion of them migrated to the Americas. And they exist in low percentages, but it's a, a fairly unique Jewish culture that exists in the countryside within Mexico today. And it's however pragmatist guide to crafting religion if you're interested in like rare religious denominations. So they also comment on our children. They refer to our choice to name our youngest daughter, our first daughter, Titan Invictus, that name, which is awesome. They say, I'm rolling my eyes as hard as I can right now. Another person says, I'm sorry, Titan Invictus? Are they breeding elite children or supervillains? This is the Harvard Law version of naming your chid Coachella Harambe, which I love. I that. agree. Well, so it, is. it really so, is. Here, I supervillains? Who doesn't want, you know, like out of out of all of our children, if we had one real supervillain, that'd be a lot of fun. But in addition to that, why we name our kids something different, one, it's our cultural heritage. Like we do often say we're secular Calvinists. We come from Calvinist tradition and nominative determinism has always been a tradition. That's why you get a lot of names in Calvinist culture, like chastity or purity or, or increase, <laughs> increase matters or, incre you know, so you, you, you yeah. It's just a tradition thing. And so we try to name our kids things that align with our values. Another great comment that I quite enjoy is that article should have been titled Rich People Are Fucking Tone Deaf. You all know it, but here are some more examples, which is great. That's I like that. That's a good joke. Yeah. Uh, it follows our, our, our thing on humor, which is humor is one of those things that, that is unexpected, but it makes sense when you consider it in context. And yeah, but we're not actually that rich. So... I love that that's the one thing that no one ever questions, though. Yeah, they're like, I, they question our motives. They think that we think our, our genes are superior, which we don't. They think that we are eugenicists, which we aren't. They think all these things. The one thing they will never question is that we are wealthy. Yeah, I, one of my favorites was it's one. I've looked into it. I don't even think they're billionaires. <laughs> You think? Like, okay. You think, guys? Detective um, Doofenshmirtz. 
Yeah. Detective Doofy. Sir, that's the meme. Continue. People are, again, so disturbed by our choice to name our daughter Titan Invictus. One person says, ignoring the thinking Titan Invictus is in any way a suitable name for a child and not an invitation to bully the shit out of them. Her daughter? I'd have almost understood if they inflicted that on a boy. But in what warped Habsburg world do you chain that millstone to a girl? They also note that her name should be Titania Invicta. The, which we, the... we know. We specifically named her male names, which we do with all of the girls in our family. You could read our book for why we do that. I mean, it, it does lead to higher income, statistically speaking, lower levels of psychological illnesses and stuff like that. Like there's a, manif- a ton of reasons, but also we don't, like if you talk about the ways our culture is different from other cultures, people are like, people will bully them. It's like, I was bullied as a kid. You were bullied as a kid. You want to some extent, if you are different from mainstream society, for your kids to undergo some level of bullying so they know the type of person they don't want to be like. Or as one of the commenters put it, they wanted to avoid something effeminate, so they picked a 70s male porn star name. Yes. Titan is a 70s male porn star name? I guess uh, I don't watch enough porn. I'm not no, maybe it just culture. sounds like that. But they also point out that, quote, it's a fucking font, unquote. But that's okay. Font names are Is great. it a font? Hold on. You had mentioned this before, and I'm going to look this up. Yeah, that's a, a recurring joke in this thread, is that Titan Invictus is a font, which is definitely I'm, not a fault. It, it would actually be fun about our kids. If all of our, if someone had a family of children that was just font names, because honestly, Invictus is a font and Titan is a font. Let's see. This is so ridiculous. One person says, this is so ridiculously cringe. They watched Idiocracy and took the premise from the prologue at face value and decided they did not want to be the couple who waited too long. And for some reason, the richest man in the galaxy is foretelling population collapse like a cold reader with a crystal ball. Absolutely abominable, even for the telegraph. You know, we've actually seen a lot of this. People saying that, like, we're just... Re, like trying to live out the plot of Idiocracy, which is odd. I mean, first, Idiocracy is a movie in which doesn't the the leader of the of the known world like try to appoint the smartest person possible to solve their problems? Well, um, I, I love how reasonable that is. But no, what they mean by Idiocracy is just the idea that smart people have less kids, which is just an objective fact of reality today. And that the, the, the secondary belief that some portion of IQ has a hereditary component, which is mainstream academic consensus today. Just look up the Wikipedia article on this. It is, it is not academic consensus that any of this is ethnically linked or anything like that. But that broadly speaking, there are some genetic correlates to IQ that is just so obvious from the research and so if people with those genetic correlates are having kids at lower rates, and it's not just people with lower IQ, it's people with those genetic correlates, you can see this in the data, IQ would drop in a population overall. However, that is not what's concerning to us. Like, it is something that is, like, objectively happening in the world, but it is also something that is just disinteresting to us. Because what we're more concerned about is all of the cultures that are dying out and the vastly less diverse world that our children are going to inherit. Which doesn't seem to be what anyone thinks. And I think that's the interesting thing about articles that are more likely to be shared about our perennialist advocacy. They're not at all about that. They're not about perennialist advocacy. It's hard to have snarky views about that because it's something that's obviously happening and nobody wants to take a stance against it. Yeah, what, what instead gets shared is anything that insinuates 
these people think that they're superior somehow. Look at them. They're trying to reproduce. How disgusting. And then everyone just jumps on it because it's so delicious, which is more of what we're getting. If they say, one person says, if they're so scientific and into eugenics, they would have at least done some testing and measurements to prove their genes are that good. Seems like they're just sitting on ignorance peak of the intellect curve. Quote, I can't imagine someone smarter than me, so I must be the smartest, unquote. If someone had at least proven they had greater immunity, intelligence, healing, and lack of genetic diseases than almost anyone else, eugenics would still suck, but at least they would have a reason that it should be them. So I don't know. Yeah, that people look at what we're doing and they think that in some way we think we're better than other people. We are broadcasting the idea that more people need to have more kids because we don't just want our descendants in the future because we think the world would be lesser if it's just people like us. And we are editing our DNA. Like we are, well, not editing, but like, you know, selecting based on, on, on genomes, the embryos that we choose to use in part because we don't think our genes are perfect. Like we wouldn't be doing all this if we thought we had great genes. Very confusing. Like it it requires no intellectual engagement with anything we've put out there, but continue. Well, one, and there's a compliment. One person says, I thought this was the guy from the Kingsman movies, which Ah. is, but then, you know, a lot of people are very insulted that someone would ever, ever imply that because we are evil and disgusting. So. Oh yeah, of course. Because we're not, we're not on board with your complete, like, this is what's true in the world today. If you say anything else, then you are evil. That's what the virus says. A lot of people are saying that we are self-proclaimed elites, which is interesting because we didn't, we didn't call ourselves. Yahoo News was the one who actually first used that term. I really like this one comment. House Hunters, Aryan edition. She's a lesbian muse for Philadelphia's worst beat poet. He looked, <laughs> he booked a lens crafter spot eight years ago and turned it into his whole personality. Their budget is 4.7 million. <laughs> I love glasses are like our thing. Like, Yeah. No, there seems to be a correlation. I notice this a lot in online comments between lens thickness. Both of us are wearing really thick lens. Or not, sorry, not lens, frame thickness. Uh, so we're wearing thick framed glasses in, in the picture. And people seem to think that that correlates with lens strength, even though I don't technically even need to wear glasses, which is interesting. I think they're not well, familiar. Why do you wear glasses? I wear glasses because research has indicated that while glasses make you seem less attractive and approachable, they make you seem more smart and competent. And I would much rather be seen as smart and competent than attractive and approachable. So if if you're going to live in a prejudiced society, you may as well twist it to your advantage. Yes. Yeah. A couple people have commented on wealthy people supposedly thinking that wealth is a genetic trait and conflating that i don't know why earning they... potential is a genetic trait you can that's even the get thing a picture of it from like your nebula score yeah that like literally if if you log onto nebula and like you do a full sequence you, you can literally see a polygenic risk score for your earning potential yeah. people have done that correlate before it's it's very genetic yeah so yeah, I think not that's that, interesting. again not that we are breeding because we're trying to increase our traits in the future. Yeah. Another person says we look like gender swapped versions of the same person, which ties into the already floated online theory that we are just the same person. That's my favorite conspiracy theory about cosplaying us. as the, the other same person. person cosplaying as the other one. That's why like we're not in the same room in these clips. 
Well, yeah, because, you know, I have to like record this again and again. It's it's very difficult. I honestly think that, you know, we should get credit for that. I'd be very impressed if somebody pulled that off. One person guarantees we get divorced within two years. So start the timer, people. Let's, you know, put out a prediction market. Put some it's money on this. It's not true. I can't crude if you wanted to divorce me. You don't <laughs> know how much, how much of my life I have outsourced to her. <laughs> and and I to you though. We kind of really need each other. No, um, Simone, I would I would be really boned. So please don't don't die. One person says that we look like Rain Wilson and Tilda Swinton bumping uglies to compensate for the overpopulation of stupid people. Yeah, what does what does Rain Wilson look like? I know it oh, Tilda he's Swin- Dwight. Dwight from yeah, from the office. Oh my god! And Tilda Swinton looks like my mother, so I see it. I I can see if like oh, you I look do like kind of look like Tilda Swinton. But oh, my she mother she looks more like Tilda Swinton when she was younger. Let's see, Tilda Swinton. Young Teenage. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton's like, she's she's all right. I, I'll take it. Tilda um, Swinton as a teenager looks a lot like you. Oh, really? Attractive. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, so I'll take that. You, you get that, Kingsman. That, that good when you're that age. Yeah, and I, get Tilda. I, I, I don't think I look like Dwight at all. No, you don't. But someone also <laughs> thought you were the Kingsman. So like, you know, that's you get that. And I get Tilda Swinton. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. People continue to call us eugenics or eugenicists. So let's just, let's be clear. When Wikipedia defines eugenics, it has sort of two core components. One of those components is those practicing eugenics have concluded that there are some traits that are universally good in some way, universally desirable or not desirable. And then the second element is that they, in some coercive way, are trying to impose proliferation of that good trait or elimination of or that bad trait it. it could be through money like maybe they give people money for people who have those traits of breeding mm-hmm. both of those things are antithetical to everything our movement stands for exactly uh, we believe some cultures believe that certain genetic traits are better than others and within our family unit we may select some but what we like is that the the utility of this genetic technology will allow for new forms of humanity and iterations of human diversity to emerge based on cultural preferences, which is what is so exciting. And in addition to that, everything we do is fighting against any of this technology ever being used in a coercive manner. We do fight to make the technology cheaper for people to use so that it's not only available to like the wealthy, but yeah, all of that is just, so we're like anti-eugenicists is what I call our position. Because it's, it's one of those things where people are like, oh, you're on a, a soccer field. You must be on the red team. And it's like, no, we're on the blue team. Like, yes, we're both on the same soccer field, but we're literally on opposite teams. Yeah. We're on the same soccer field in that we admit that humans have genes and that those genes affect things like a person's sociological profile. But I think that's just admitting like mainstream science at this point. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, that's, but that's don't say humans have genes. Oh my gosh. Mm, no, no. They, I mean, I think that's they can't they can't possibly affect any the once humans developed consciousness, a bubble formed around our brains, and no longer did genes matter. Yeah. Actually, this is a, a side note where I often say here that it's it's really interesting that uh, and we pointed this out in our in our tweet thread that it is very racist to say 
that the genes that are differ between human psychological profiles can only change over very long periods of time, like a hundred thousand years or something like that. Because that is the time span upon which like the superficial ethnic differences that we recognize and like classify people into different ethnic groups differentiated. So that would mean that there were like persistent mental differences between ethnic groups. Whereas if you believe like we do, and like the science suggests that these psychologically linked or sociologically linked genetic markers change over the span of a hundred years or 200 years pretty dramatically, then there would be no meaningful ethnic grouping of them, which is weird that these people think they're arguing against a racist position, but the position they're arguing, so long as you believe in evolution, is a very racist position to argue. <laughs> One person says Batman's parents died for looking like that, which I love. Can I? Yes. I love that you want to be like Batman's friend. I don't I have pearls pearl on. I need pearls on. I know that's the, the big problem is I need, I need the pearls and then we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Multiple people are, are comparing you to Carl from up, which I think Do I is, look like that. Are they saying that? Our no, it's the square glasses. Too? You know, the, the old guy from, from okay, up has okay. very square sh or rectangular glasses oh one person calls you budget kingsman again i guess but i think maybe and this is interesting that the only like contemporary like example we have of someone who wears a suit is the movie kingsman which is yeah that's really surprising i'm not like wearing in this yeah, picture yeah, i'm not like oh, wearing something you know what though maybe it's the chunky it's chunky glasses and a tie and if like the only other place where people have seen chunky glasses and a tie there's there's and and that. I only put on the suit because the photographer asked me to. I was wearing a, a t-shirt before that. Yeah, yeah, she wanted a yeah, she wanted the top of that. I feel like it's very awkward to when photographers come to our house because then they, you know, post the the photos on social media or whatever, and a lot of people comment on how like, oh, the photos look great, but how disturbing! I can't believe you were in the house of these Nazi eugenicists. What was it like? And I feel like whenever photographers come to our house, you know, we're like chatting and having fun, and like it's all good. And then like they come home, and some article comes out, and then a bunch of people are like, oh my god, I can't believe! Like, what was it like? And they're like, oh, it was something you know like they can't say like nah these are like the broader thing about our ideology is i often find that whenever somebody like sits down and talks to us about it they almost always agree with like 98 to 100 percent of it but they'll either say well you guys are right but i can't say this publicly or they're just like oh yeah i thought you believed something totally different and it's like maybe twitter isn't a great source we say that that's like Getting your news from news sources is like getting your nutrients from a human centipede. Is there well, any other wait, some, yeah, someone apparently who knew us posted in this thread. So really? one person, one person wrote, I know these two dot, dot, dot grown. Oh, who could it be? And then one person said, oh God, I turned off my notifi notifications because duh. And I was scrolling and I saw this. Anything you can tell us? Can you see many people have recurring comments? This person says, not really. They're really nice people as it happens. And they are very successful in what they do. They're self-made with fingers and a lot of pies. They are both super eccentric in a nice way. And whilst I was a bit cringed to see them flouting their fertility all over the papers, I'm not entirely surprised. 
I met them a couple of years ago at a social event. They're a high-performing couple who are very bright with lots of talent. Good luck to them, I say. <laughs> Just That's a really, that is us. And this is what I say when people meet us. They're like, oh, actually, you guys are really, your beliefs are eccentric, but not like, it's more the way that we word them as eccentric because we point out things that other people should be noticing, but they don't. Like the fact that we as a species haven't figured out how to make any culture prosperous, gender egalitarian and high in education and above fertility rate, like anywhere close to replacement rate fertility. That means that like this whole society we aspire to is a bit of a con job that only works because it siphons people from other groups. And it's like, well, we're getting close to the point where the pyramid scheme's about to break. We should be paying attention to this, but you can't call out the emperor having no clothes, you know, because the emperor's tailors are the ones who run society right now. What did some people say to people, to him saying that we were nice people? Did it have any comments under it? Yeah, no, the, the, the response is the, the person was like, well, I, I can't believe they signed off on the, the language that the Telegraph article used about them, which is not how it works. You um, get to choose what people yeah, say people about you. Randomly, people randomly reach out to us and they say, I'm covering demographic collapse or I'm covering reprotech or pronatalism or whatever it is that we care about. And we are very open and transparent with everyone because we believe that if it's a balanced article then at the very least people will learn more about an issue we care about. If it's not a balanced article, hopefully we can share enough of our views where people will share it out of rage, but then reasonable people with good, you know, reading comprehension and yeah. sound minds will ultimately see, Oh, this is a reasonable kind of important issue. And so we're still better off sharing it. But what happens is journalists talk with us. Either they come in person or they call us. We, we are very open and honest with them. And then they go dark. And for weeks, we have no idea what's going to happen. I and think- then one day, someone texts us or we get a Google alert or someone starts like tweeting a bunch of hate at us. And we're like, well, okay, I guess a new article's out. And then we see for the first time what happens. And that's it. <laughs> That's it. We, we have no control over this. There's no signing off on it. There is no, we insist on being called elite or breeders. You know, these are actually pretty dehumanizing terms. Yeah, like we don't go out there saying we're super, we're an elite super breeders. Yeah, that's kind of, kind of gross. <laughs> but, but I like that you said title. It did very well in the, in the. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I thought it was funny. I, I, I mean, it, I think it's very funny, but the best kind of article is one with a dishonest or sensational title, but honest reporting. And the Telegraph article was very honest about our actual beliefs. I was really impressed with it because that gives both sides of an online fight the chance to argue about you. You know, the uneducated side that just reads the title and then the educated side that reads the full article. And then you get this battle. Unfortunately, the educated side is always going to be smaller, but that doesn't matter. I mean, at least, at least... The ideas are getting out there because if you look at the articles about us, yes, they're proliferating, but you look at the ideas that we're putting out there. Hey, you need to start paying attention to fertility rates. Those are gaining enough attention that the UN recently put out a big thing saying- Stop fretting about fertility. Stop worrying about fertility rates and start focusing on environmentalism, immigration, and gender equality. (laughs) And it's like, oh, well, UN's going to UN, but if we're getting under (laughs) their skin- that's a good thing because nobody was talking about this issue a year ago before we started doing the rounds on it. And I'm, and I'm well, yeah, really excited. I, I, I actually really like when uh, really unflattering stuff about us gets posted that makes other people want to cover us because what happens is then like other journalists reach out because they want to cover 
the shit show and the cringe. And then they get on the phone and they, you actually have a chance to speak with them. And there've been multiple calls where I'm just like sitting there laughing because you're going through what we actually advocate for and what we're talking about. And like, I just remember that you were on the, on the phone with one woman with a TV station and just her being like, Oh God. Oh God. Like just, no, just going over the numbers and she's like, Oh God. Oh God. Like, is that true? Can you check that? And then they're like, yeah. oh, no, the numbers aren't really that bad. Yeah. Like, um, Oh, I, I never thought of that. Like, so, and, and that's what, that's, that's what really the reward is for us is we get a ton of hate. We look like complete idiots online. And then in the end, a lot of very influential people who are able to share really important information with a lot of audiences for totally the wrong reason, engage with us, but then end up learning about an, an advocacy issue that is actually a really big deal. And oh, so it's my favorite thing when somebody hates us and mm -hmm. then later I see them supporting us Yeah, because that's how I know that we really got to somebody. We always call that Ayla-ing because she does <laughs> such a good job at that. And I really admire her ability to do that. It's very that, yeah. easy to be a social media person or a public figure that people support because you're saying things they already believe. You're mm -hmm. not really doing anything if you're doing that. You're just surfing a wave of public sentiment. However, if you're a public media figure, like Aylin, that's one of the reasons I, I respect her so much, where people start by following you because they don't agree with you or they think they don't agree with you, and then they hear your perspective more, they engage with you more, and they change their beliefs based on that, mm -hmm. very, very few public media figures are able to surf waves that they create themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and to, to change views. Yeah, I mean, most people rise and become leaders because they represent a zeitgeist that's growing it's very very hard to come yeah. across people well, and then what you really that. want to do i mean i think i think when we know we've really made it is when we have people surfing our wake when we are the motorboat oh. and the waves that we are creating are the waves that other people are surfing <laughs> anyway Simone, i just to close this out i am so lucky to be married to you because <laughs> i wouldn't be able to do this on my own going out there you know i you have the superpower of autism, which to some extent protects you from all of this hate. If I didn't have you filtering this for me, if I didn't have your constant support, I, I emotionally, mentally, I'd not be able to deal with this. And I can't tell you how much every day I am grateful. And I know that all of my success comes from you. That is so kind and so not true because you are the beating heart that makes all this run and I love you so freaking much you are the spark in our whole household and yeah none of this would be happening were it not for you because I lack the creativity and initiative and ability to think things through to actually engage you in things put like yourself this. down you have all of those things and you know you have all of those things you can just say I have creativity and you feast on it <laughs> I do feast on your creativity Yes. Speaking of feasting, we need to start dinner and get the kids. So I will All right, see I'll you soon. <laughs>